0: Understanding the Father's heart. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. I am a dad, and I spend a lot of time trying to help my three kids understand my heart. My heart for the Lord, my heart for them, and my intentions to lead and guide them toward the path of life that God has laid before them. And there are times when I have to speak a word of discipline um, and correction. Uh, The Bible talks about the Word of God being a tool for training and equipping, uh, rebuking, exhorting, uh, correcting, and encouraging us. And I think that um, in discipling our children, sometimes we have a responsibility to Uh, to do all of those things, not just the ones that make us comfortable. (laughs) Um, Had a couple of instances over the weekend where my youngest uh, was testing and challenging me in some ways, and I wanted him to see how some of the choices he was making uh, were impacting or would have potential impact on his character and integrity. Um, And so... It's amazing how the Holy Spirit of God works in the inner workings of the mind and heart when uh, the conviction of sin comes and when the realization that you've done wrong comes, even if it's not a terrible wrong, uh, that the Spirit uh, brings about a heart motivation that says, yes, I recognize I've sinned, I have done wrong, and I feel... I feel sad about the wrong that I've done because I know how it's damaged, even in small ways, this relationship that I care about. And so I know when when my children's hearts are moved in that direction and I can speak grace and comfort and forgiveness over them, I know the Spirit has done the job of being a faithful inner teacher uh, to show my children that when they're being corrected, uh, what the wrong is, and uh, I love those moments, even though they 're painful on an emotional level to watch them struggle and experience the pain of that realization of their wrong actions. Um, I love the way the spirit works to to use that moment to uh, bring healing and restoration so that they 're more mindful of those actions they take that have potential impact on their character and integrity. Um, God cares about that. When God corrects us, it's to move us back toward a path that is the path of life that He's laid before us. If we've wandered from the path of life that God has laid before us, He will lovingly guide us back to it, and sometimes He confronts us with sin, and He brings conviction, and, and we have to wrestle with our hearts And then we move back toward the path of life that He's laid before us. Now, in today's teaching, we're moving on in Luke chapter 20. We're going to be in verse 9 through uh, verses 20. I'm sorry, through verse 19. And this is a parable that Jesus teaches where He's confronting the Pharisees in a big-time way about their heart's attitude toward Him and he's showing them through this teaching that he knows their hearts and he understands the intentions of their hearts he sees the ugliness of sin at work within them and this is a direct confrontation and they in this particular instance, they do not miss the point. They realize this teaching is about them, and it fires them up even more. So we see this pattern in this part of Luke as we're moving to chapter 20 on through the end of the Pharisees turning up the heat and Jesus taking a strong stand against them and being confronting them in return uh, about the things that they're doing. And so this is a strong teaching, and I think there's much in here for us to learn. Uh, But before we get into the Word, let's go uh, spend some time with the author. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you so very much for my friends who are along for the ride today. May our time in your Word be profitable and productive for our spiritual growth and grace. Uh, Lord, Maybe we see your hand at work in and through your Word leading and guiding us uh, toward the path of life that you've laid before us. How hungry we are, Lord God, to grow in your grace and to walk in your ways. Make us more like you, we pray, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. All right, this is the parable of the tenants from Luke 20, verses 9 through 19. He went on to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants, so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. He sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated shamefully and sent away empty-handed. He sent a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, "'What shall I do?' I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When the people heard this, they said, God forbid. Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew he had spoken this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. Now, as we walk through this text, we see very clearly that this is a This is a teaching with a point. Jesus is trying to drive home a point to these guys, and they do not miss the point. Um, Essentially, Jesus paints a picture. Uh, God created a world, and He put people in that world and entrusted them to care for and steward that world, Um, but they became selfish. And so God uh, wanted to see if He could nudge their hearts back toward Him, and so He sent a servant to them to speak to them and and to encourage them to do that. And they um, rejected that servant and sent him away empty-handed. And so God sent another servant... Uh, to do the same, and the people rejected that servant and sent him away empty-handed. Uh, these are the prophets and the and the teachers that God came, sent to speak to his people to uh, move their hearts back in his direction. And then he sent a third, and they rejected that uh, servant as well. And then we see within this story uh, God's decision to send Jesus, his Messiah, uh, to get their attention. And as we know, and this is a... a a foreshadowing of what was to come for Jesus, uh, that in fact, uh, the religious leaders of the law would work hard to find a way to get him arrested and ultimately killed, and that is exactly what Jesus talks about here. Uh, the father sends his son, and the son speaks his words of truth, and the people reject him and kill him. And so there could be no clearer picture of exactly, uh, and and what a beautiful way, uh the history of God with his people. And this is the story. From the beginning, Um, and this is exactly what would happen as we move further into Luke's gospel. Jesus does get arrested and is ultimately crucified uh, as a criminal on a cross uh, because of uh, the strong stand he took against the religious elite and the power structures of the day uh, to get the message of the kingdom through. And by the grace of God, others heard it and believed, and they were recipients of the vineyard, uh, welcomed into the kingdom of God. And um, for those who would not listen, uh, God uh, brings judgment. For those who do listen, they receive the welcome of God into the kingdom. Uh, and uh, that kingdom begins the moment they see Jesus for who he really is. Jesus ends the passage by speaking a strong word, too. He challenges them to give him their interpretation of the scriptures. He says, Well, then why is it written then? That the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And then he warns, he says, you trip on that stone, it's going to break you to pieces. It falls on you and it will crush you. And so this is a powerful confrontation. Clearly the religious leaders understood that Jesus was speaking this teaching uh, against them. And uh, they got the point. It was their fear of the people's reaction to them arresting Jesus that kept them from taking action at this point. But uh, before long, they certainly get the courage up to do that. I see a powerful message here, my friends. And I wonder, too, if we, like the people of God before us, um, have failed to listen, to heed God's messengers, uh, the Holy Spirit, Uh, As he comes to bring conviction, have we ignored that? Have we hardened our hearts to the moving of the Spirit? Have we sent the Spirit away empty-handed time and time again as he comes lovingly uh, trying to speak God's truth into our hearts, challenge us in the areas of our brokenness to see ourselves as we are so that we might come and receive the healing and redemption that God wants for us in Christ? Um, What have you hardened yourself to? How have you sent God's messengers away uh, empty-handed because of your unwillingness to listen? I'm challenged by this passage, and there's times in my own journey when I've done that, when God clearly was speaking a word to me, and I ignored it or I ran from it, and uh, I didn't want to hear it, I didn't want to be confronted with the truth. And now I say, Lord, bring your truth. Bring it on. Um, I surrender to it. If I hear your voice and I know it's you, uh, Lord, uh, bring it. I want to know the truth about me and my need. Uh, Keep me uh, on my knees before you, Lord. Um, I want what you want for me. Keep me on the path of life that you've laid out for me. And I hope that that's your prayer too, my friends. Well, hey, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to study and uh, to listen. And I pray that God will continue to help you consider and apply these words. And we'll get back again tomorrow and do it all over. Thanks for listening. God bless.